Here we go. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Tag team back again. Happy recording day. Happy recording day. Yeah, yeah. So it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We still got a crap ton of snow on the ground. And I did a crap ton of work today. Finally got my garage cleaned out for the wife to be able to park her car in there. So that she doesn't have to clean off her car from the snow in the morning. Nice. And I was so excited. Ran into the house and was like, hey, babe, I finally got your car to fit in the garage. And she said, guess what? I don't want my car in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, So that was fun. Uh, And I also got the, uh, our little chest that we bought for 20 bucks. Uh, it's like a 1920s vintage luggage chest, you know, big one. And, uh, I got that cleaned up and polished up. And got that in the living room and and put a bunch of wood in it to store for the fireplace. And uh, that looks nice and old. It's from the 20s, so it took, you know, 100 years to look as old and nasty as it does. So we're kind of like preserving the old beauty of it. Hell yeah. uh, It's pretty fun, man. Finally got that shit together. But it was a long day. I'm exhausted and thirsty. So, how about you? Thirsty Monday. <laughs> cool, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm good. <laughs> you know, the wife, she said to me one day, she was like, she's catching up on all the podcasts, right? She was like, what is up with you guys' pauses? I said, you know what? It's funny. I'll throw Sean a softball. <laughs> He'll just let it drop to the ground. <laughs> what I do, man. <laughs> Come on, you got to knock that out of the park. It's just what I do. <laughs> it's all good. Happy recording day. Happy recording day. Oh. So what are we doing today? Well, today we're going to do something a little different. So we've been talking and saying that we're going to, uh, we committed to doing interviews this year and we've been working that out behind the scenes and trying to get some stuff together. And we thought for the first one, it'd be pretty cool to just kind of use ourselves as guinea pigs and ask each other the questions. So. And try to not be too 
completely long-winded and stay around the time that we usually hit, but yeah, we both kind of agreed that uh, it'd be cool to ask each other the questions we came up with for just kind of rapping with some dudes and dudettes about being a part of the unchurched, so. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh. I want to come up with some witty, fun segment name and some like wow you know but something that's not the mario <laughs> brothers theme song something to work we'll come up with something to make it catchy that that's uh it's a good idea i'm down I am down to make it happen, Captain. So, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Interview test questions. We're going to try to make it work uh, for, for what it's worth. So, Yeah, yeah, and uh, if it sucks, we'll never do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, the proverbial, the proverbial suckage. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so nasty <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> yeah so it's all good but yeah we're excited for uh for this new you know little phase here and uh for everybody to just kind of come along with us i think it's very cool to be able to hear other people's stories as to uh you know how, how they become part of the unchurched and you know I, I think at the end of the day it'd be really cool just to uh, realize that we're not alone. Uh, you know? Like we're, in... damn. <laughs> it's nice to know that we aren't the only ones that don't go to church but still believe in God, believe in Jesus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, show. Yeah, I think that's where we gotta go. We gotta go to that. We gotta do it. We gotta make it happen. Well, I think it's. I mean, so, part of the reason we started this whole podcast. I guess before we get started with some questions here, it was like, you know, both of us think similarly about church and hearing this America and, you know, just kind of re-examined what it means to be a quote unquote Christian in our society and just in general, you know? Um, Yeah. And like we've said several times now, like this podcast is literally just us like having conversations that we've had for, you know, long time and that we're going to continue having. And we both said, Oh, well, let's record it because I know well, I'll just speak for myself and Michael, you can speak for yourself here in a second too, but I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but, uh, you know, I've met quite a few people and we've had conversations that are very, very similar, you know? And, uh, yeah, you kind of just are like, huh? So I'm not the only one thinking this way about church and ministry and faith and God and our society and how to do it and how not to do it. And, you know, so it's kind of cool. Like that's the whole reason we do the podcast. And I really hope and think we, uh, we're kind of narrowing in some questions that continue that conversation with other people who feel the same way. And it's just, it's surprising and yet not 
when you meet and hear other people's story that's pretty similar to yours, you know, but in their own way. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, everybody comes to a faith a different way and, you know, and, and people leave the church a different way and, and you know, some people leave the faith and others do not. And so we're kind of interested in those who leave the church but don't leave the faith. And, um, and you know, there's, I think we're going to find that you're right. There's some consistencies there, uh, that should be interesting to share. So, yeah. Word. That being said, let's get into it, bro. What about it? Let's jump into that big old question pool. Whoops. Yeah. Splash. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. To get down to the nitty gritty. So you first, uh, when, when did you come to Christ? I came to Christ at a young wee lad age. So to answer this question, I kind of have to talk a little bit about it. I don't have like a April 14th, 2001. It was cloudy mm. and rainy. I don't have that testimony. <laughs> I grew up in church, like literally most of my life. And all of my childhood, my grandfather was a pastor. I lived with them or around them my entire life with my mom, but not my father, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't remember like the day that I said the prayer and I like really got it, but I do specifically remember there was one time in church uh, <clears throat> where like, nice. We were singing, it was worship time, and blah, 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 and, like, I felt funny, and I asked my mom, I was like, hey, I feel kind of weird, like, and she's like, well, what do you mean you feel kind of weird? And basically, what I described was, she's like, well, son, you're feeling the Holy Spirit right now, and he's probably trying to speak to you. And that's when, like, it got real, you know? Yeah. And, I don't know, if I had to guess, I was probably six or eight somewhere around that age probably but i remember feeling that and just i mean it literally stuck with me i'm 32 now and i'll never forget that moment um and i i guess if i had to you know kind of narrow down a time or not so much a time but a moment that would have been the moment where it's like you know what i do fully believe in this and there's something here and it found me cause I, w- I didn't find it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? Yeah. 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 No, no doubt about it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I grew up in church. And so for me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't some extravagant story that, you know, I've had this lifestyle of, you know, reckless abandoned, you know, drunk on the side of the road or something like that and had some traumatic story. I was literally born and raised in the church, uh, just like you. And uh, it probably happened for me around the same age, about eight years old, when uh, we were in a, in a service in one of the churches that 
we attended when I was a kid. And uh, for for me, it was a very uh, charismatic uh, service. Uh, I grew up in, uh, you know, in a, in a church where old school, uh, old school service where they would what they call Terry for the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that, but um, I get it. So we didn't call it. Yeah, the same so it was verbiage, one of those. But I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those where you know it was one of those services where people were. Uh, basically, it was like the end of a revival, which is basically a, a time where uh, Christians get together to basically have a, a spiritual awakening, if you will. You know, if you've been a little dry in your faith or or not uh, not doing some of the things consistently that you that you believe that you should be doing, it's a, it's a time where everybody gets together, prays. Uh, praise a lot, you know, pray for hours at a time. You're, you're singing songs for hours at a time, like very, very long services. And, and, and like you, I felt something in the, in the atmosphere, if you will. And uh, it was like a light bulb went off. Like, okay, yeah, I've been going to church all this time with my family. Uh, this is what we do. Um, but it was just a moment in time where it was like, you know, I really do believe in Jesus and I really do want to be a part of, you know, what this is, uh, which is, uh, Christianity. Like I, like something went off in me and it was like, okay, Jesus's death for my sins and me being a sinner, um, kind of became real at that moment. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, all right, called you know altar call anybody want to accept christ and and uh and i went up and and i think it was the first time that i actually understood what it meant to uh believe in jesus like it it that was the time where it made sense so sweet well since we're tag teaming these i'm just going to jump right in number two uh, question number two, were you raised in church? If so, what kind slash, you know, what denomination were you raised in? We kind of both already answered that. So obviously we were both raised in church. Um, but what denomination were you a part of? I was Kojic, C-O-G-I-C, which stands for Church of God in Christ. It's a denomination of... Uh, that has its headquarters down in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, it came out of the whole Baptist church and, and Church of God uh, area, uh, but was for black people, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> church of God was prim- primarily white, um, and Baptist was primarily black in that area. But um, the the head guy who split and started this denomination, his name was uh, Charles H. Mason, and he was the first uh, presiding bishop of Church of God in Christ. So he branched off and created this denomination uh, that was basically 
formed because of his uh, understanding or revelation or belief, whatever you want to say, uh, concerning the Holy Spirit. So uh, the third person in the Trinity. So this got pretty real for him. Uh, it was really big into, you know, dancing and, and the music and the speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit, the movement of the Holy Spirit, uh, revival, uh, Pentecostal type of uh, church life. So that was my denomination. How about you? Uh, very, very, very similar. <clears throat> um, I grew up Assembly of God, AG, what, what? Uh, yep. And then, let's see, middle school, when I was in sixth grade, we started attending a church of God because we're white. So we left off the in Christ, <laughs> but it's the same fucking shit, man. Yep. Pentecostal, you know, speaking in tongues, you know, all shouting like baptism and Trinity, the whole thing. So not, yeah. I mean, basically we're, we grew up exactly in the same denom. Sure. What's a nom are you, brah? <laughs> What's your sign? What's your signal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just oh boy. I mean, it was so it, it was so ingrained in everything in the childhood. Everything we did centered around Kojic. You know, it, it was uh, it's the way we were raised. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, it just is what it was. Yeah. So. So then the next question is, why did you leave? You know, um, I left the church because I was currently training to become slash learning to become a pastor. And, um, you know, I, I really spent a lot of time even towards, uh, I don't know, Probably ninth grade, I guess. I started doing like being super involved in the church, um, you know, like drumming, and then that led to being a youth leader, and that yet led to like interning, which led to going to this Bible school, and like doing everything in ministry from cleaning toilets to preaching to, you know, blah blah blah. And uh, I saw behind the curtain, man, to be honest. And <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just a business. And it's not just a business for a lot of people. But right. I really saw, like, people I even looked up to, like, like crazy looked up to. Like, you know, I want to be like you are when I'm your age kind of thing. And God used them. There's no denying it, but yeah. I, to be harsh, I saw that they had to suck a lot of cock in different ways. Jesus, and like, Sean. turn you know, it, like it's just literally like a business, and it's political, and it's who you know, and it's very little about you know. God led me here to this thing, and the Holy Spirit moved to that thing. And this is how I'm here, and this is why I'm here, and this is what I'm doing. Like, I, I just felt like 
the things that I saw and experienced and it just felt like, you know what? I remember thinking this time and time again, if this is how it is to be in ministry, like behind the scenes, I'd rather do a secular job. <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want to do this shit and c- say that God's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it, it's just, no, that's not anywhere. The things that I saw and experienced weren't in the Bible. It's what American society and all the years, you know, in the past have led to, oh, 501c3, you get paid. You know, you got to keep the lights on. You got to keep the heat on. We got to pay for that van. We got to do this thing. Well, we got to cater to the old people because they're the ones who pay all the tithe. And Well, the young people are the ones with the fire and, like, want to actually do something and the old people are just like, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too loud, I can't hear. And it's like, what kind of toilet paper are you using? I know I pay 500 and tithe every month, and, you know, we can't even get quilted northern oh, in here. Boy. We got Walmart brand toilet paper. Like, no. That's, no, I don't want to deal with any of that. I, I want nothing to do with that, you know? And yeah. you have to you have to play the game to get where you want to get in ministry and it's like this is literally just a corporation and i don't want to say that i'm doing it for christ because Hmm. at the end of the day i'm not i'm I'm making decisions well i can't go i can't take this job at that church because i have three kids and a wife to provide for so if i'm going to be the worship leader i need to at least make eighty thousand dollars a year well they're only going to pay me 65 so i can't go there well is that really fucking god or is it just your money? And I didn't want to do that. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that in the secular world, air quotes, and then I'll do ministry how I want to do ministry the way God's trying to use me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so so basically, you don't want to suck any cock. I don't want to suck cock, especially if it's... <laughs> Especially if I'm a pastor somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck who the head you are of what organization. Jesus told me I needed to tell this person a word. I'm going to go tell that fucking person a word. I don't need you to tell me how to do it. I don't need you to tell me when to do it. And I sure as fuck don't need you to tell me, hey, you need to cater to the old people because they pay the tithe. I know God's calling you to do something else and direct your church a different way, but you got to keep the lights on, don't you? Oh, if you don't want to do it, you're replaceable because Lee and Southeastern and all these fucking Bible colleges have shit tons of other people who want to fill your spot. No, that's not for me. That's not in the Bible. That's, I don't believe how God wants to run his shit. So nah, thanks. Off my soapbox. Nah, brah. I like that. I like that soapbox. That was actually, (laughs) that felt good, bro. And listen, let me just say, there's a lot of pastors out there that don't do that. And I appreciate the shit out of you. And God is using you immensely. And it's awesome. And keep doing it. But if you're the opposite, or I should say, if you're exactly what I just explained, please do a lot of prayer, man. (laughs) Or woman. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Just examine some stuff. Because God doesn't give a shit about any of that. When you get to heaven, he doesn't care if Bishop so-and-so, who's over you, 
says that you need to only have church once a week now because the light bill. Like, come on, bro. Really? The God who moves mountains, the God who like spoke and light happened and everything was created. Come on, man. You got to yeah. use your brain. <laughs> you would think. All right. So that was soapbox number two. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm, this is like, I'm glad we're doing this because I really, something we were talking <laughs> about was like, we want people to really understand why we're like even putting this out for people to hear. And like, yeah. this is something that I'm passionate about because I don't hate the church and I don't hate pastors or church people. I just think like we got a lot of stuff wrong or at least it's weird. You know what I'm saying? And like, no one oh, yeah. seems to like question it or change it or be like, Hey, what are we really doing here? <laughs> And sure. everyone's afraid to leave the church because then they feel like, well, and people think I'm not a Christian. And I mean, I need to be community with someone, right? And like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm not strong enough. And maybe I should just stay here where it's safe, even though these weird things are happening. Uh, I can go on and on. So you just got to interrupt me and answer the damn question, bro. No, I... Fuck, man, I... We could have did just your interview this this episode and give me the next episode <laughs> for all I care, dude. I like where you're going with this, and and honestly, my rant for question number three will probably be twice as long as yours. So, but I'm gonna keep it short, and then maybe we'll just talk again and record again and just elaborate on just question three alone, and. Because I won't be able to provide enough context for my answer for number three and keep this episode under three hours. <laughs> well, then we'll have to do a whole episode on that with just you and me, I guess. It's just not possible. Yeah, it's just not possible. But to, to give you my answer as concise as I could do it without, uh, without all the cock sucking that you <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's harsh but it's kind of what it is i love I mean, it you know i love it i freaking love it all right so 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 for me i you know with the church of god in christ i i ended up leaving that when i was about 17 years old and uh, i ended up going to the church that i've just recently left a couple a few years ago now two two years at least two years ago now i've been part of the unchurched it been that so, long? um yeah it's been at least two years wow. for sure so they, you know we got married in 2015 jenna and i got married in 2015 we were still at the church when we got married um and uh yeah before we hit our one year anniversary we were gone yeah yep for wow. sure yep for sure so married in april 2015 we were out of there by i think i gave my resignation by the end of october was our resignation anyway um I, i'm getting ahead of myself so 17 i left kojic and went to uh the church that we just left and um and we ended up leaving i ended up leaving kojic because uh basically i it was a great church it was a great organization but Cock sucking. I 
need it a whole lot more. I need it more personally. <laughs> you know, I had this analogy uh, for an explanation that I didn't give to my pastors at the time, but I had within myself that I knew that my roots were a lot larger than the pot that I was in. And I had this vision, basically, that had I stayed where I was, my roots would be overcrowded in the pot and that I would end up suffocating and dying. And I literally had that vision in my head. And I could not stay there. At 17 years old, that's exactly how I felt. Um, Which is weird because not many 17-year-olds have that type of uh, self-awareness. But I just knew that I was, uh, I, I needed more. That, that there were questions that I had that weren't going to get answered. There was things that I wanted to learn about and experience that I would never be able to do had I stayed where I was. And so obviously 17, I'm getting ready to graduate high school. I did graduate at 17. Um, my 18th birthday didn't come until, you know, a month or so later after I graduated high school. So I was 17 when I left that church, went to the new church, fell in love with the people, fell in love with the pastors, fell in love with everything. And instantly I felt like a breath of fresh air, like my roots actually had enough to enough room to spread out in you know there was there was a, there's something about being a part of something that's larger than yourself right so i i did that fast forward through a whole bunch of uh shit a marriage that didn't succeed then a divorce uh all in that church because of your and small penis yeah because of my small <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh i can guarantee you that that's i couldn't i couldn't help myself i had to do that oh i way i can appreciate it yeah it was funny funny to me anyway um it didn't work out uh but You know, I I had moved through the ranks in this church. You know, I I served in just about every capacity there was to serve. Um, I ended up learning a lot. Um, I ended up getting remarried a second time to to my wonderful Jenna. After you got your penis Uh, enlarged? Yeah. Yeah, it was an expensive surgery, but it was elective. So worth it. Uh, So worth it. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I I I went through. I I learned a lot. I ended up going to Bible school there, and uh, I ended up you know moving through. I, I got a counseling degree, got a uh, got my master's. Ended up getting my doctorate in religious education. Like I it, it's I really strived uh, to excel, and uh, I. I had a bunch of issues, questions the whole time that I was there. Well, the first half of me being there, I, I was there at that church for just over uh, 17 years. So 2015, I was 33, I want to say. And I was there from age 17 to 33. So how many years is that? 15. 
15. I don't know, man. That yeah, sucks, somewhere man. around there. I don't know either. Whatever. I don't care. Anyway, I was there from 17 to 33. Um, it's 2019. I'm about to be 37. Right? So four years ago, I was 16. 33. Shut I don't up. know, man. You were there for over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do that. Anyway, uh, I, you know, I, I gave everything I had, you know, and, uh, and the crew that I rolled with, they were all in my same age group. Uh, around that time, everyone had left. They had saw the writing on the wall long before I did. You know, some things weren't right. Some things were right. A lot of things were right. But uh, some things were, you know, a challenge. And a lot of people left. A lot of people were leaving left and right. Good people. Uh, very, very good people. People that had the church's best interest in mind. And, and, you know, I had in my heart that I was going to stick and stay, you know, no matter what. Uh, things kept happening and people kept leaving and the church kept dwindling. Uh, and, and then, you know, right before my wife and I got married, we were approached and, 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 and told or sold a dream that, you know, the pastors were going to retire and that we were going to, uh, succeed them, take over the church and, and really help bring in a, a fresh vision and a fresh, you know, look at everything because they were in their sixties and, you know, I'm in my early thirties and she's in her early thirties, you know, at the time, um, or late twenties at the time, you know, and we, we had a, a different perspective on things and, you know, we, we tried to institute some things into the church that would really help the church. But not just focusing on the church, but focusing on the the city that we were in. So we developed different strategies and a couple different programs to to help the uh, the city and to you know we were looking at demographics, you know how many people were there and how many people weren't. What 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 was our demographics? Do we have just old people? Do we have young people? How many married couples we had? Long story short, we. Uh, we had more Hispanics in the in the frickin' city than we had seats in the sanctuary. And so it was, you know, for me, it was like there's no reason for us to be dying as a church if you got this very, very small percentage of the city is more people than your church will hold. You know, maybe we just need to re-strategize. And, and the more I, I tried to re-strategize things, it became a dick-measuring contest. <laughs> Between me and the leadership, which by this time you had enlargement surgery, so there was no competition. Yeah. Right? Oh, there was no competition at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, we 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 just pretty much fell out of favor with the pastors and with the leadership, and because we were trying to introduce change into the environment that. People just weren't comfortable with changing. And in all honesty, the, the, the population of the church went from, you know, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s to being predominantly 40s, 50s, and 60s. And uh, nobody wanted to, you know, they just weren't open to 
uh, a lot of changes that we were trying to institute, mainly just bringing in young families like ours, you know, early 30s, late, late 20s, got a kid from a previous marriage. Hey, let's uh, how about we do something with kids in order to get more kids in? you get kids, you get parents, you know, stuff like that. Um, let's get some younger families in people that will be able to grow with the church and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't work. Not because we weren't willing to work it, but because the church wasn't willing as a whole, starting from the top down, the church wasn't willing to move with today. You know, they just weren't willing to move. Yeah. And so because of the opposition from the leadership and on and on and on, uh, the offer to succeed the church was retracted. And that's the best way that I can put it. And that's being very, very polite. Um, the offer was retracted and we were pretty much ostracized. So uh, that was enough for me to say, okay, God, here it is. We, we felt like we heard you. We felt like we were going in the right direction, you know, introducing new stuff and, and trying to implement new plans. And because we were told that, you know, hey, we're looking at you guys to do this and do that. And as soon as we start actually fulfilling the request that was set before us, we, uh, we ended up looking like or being treated like we were the black sheep, if you will. We pretty much got shut out. Like literally, like stuff started happening in leadership with us being excluded. You know, decisions were starting to be made without us having any input. You know, secret meetings were happening and secret conversations were happening that completely were about us, but excluding us. And it just became such a toxic, toxic environment to where we were just like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't good. Resentment was starting to get built up, um, a lot of anger, a lot of very toxic emotions, and just shit was starting to build up to where it was completely unhealthy for us to stay in that environment. And me personally, um, I looked at it from a standpoint of, uh, okay, I may not be the head of this church, but I'm still the head of my house. And this church is starting to begin to, to, to spill over into my home to where we've got a toxic, toxic environment going on uh, that it just isn't healthy for any of us. So uh, I made the very, very hard decision to resign. You know, we were both on staff, you know, we're, we're actually getting paid to be there to do some of the things that we were doing. Um, and so I had to formally resign, wrote a letter, said, hey, look, we're out of here. We're done. Here's the reason why. And uh, it was a huge riff, huge riff, uh, huge split. Uh, but at, at the result, we're, we're better for it. So hmm. that's my concise version. I don't think I've ever said it so concise. So, patting myself on the back right now. All right. Yeah. Well. 
Damn. No cock sucking, by the way. No. No, just the penis enlargement surgery. Just the penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, let's move on. So the next question, do you and I yeah. let's just let's not skip over it, but let's move through this one rather quickly. Uh, sure. Do you still consider yourself a Christian even though you don't go to church? I feel like if you've listened yes. to this podcast, you probably already know the answer for both of us, but... Yes. Yes. Yes, yes for you, yes for me, moving along. Yeah. Um, well, if you don't want to, if you, if you wanted to just take your time for a second through there, you can get satisfyingly deep. But if you want to stay shallow and surfacy and keep moving, we can do that too. Get deep, bro. Really? I can Come do on, it. Yeah, let's get deep. You know what I'm saying? All right. This is going to be the quickest depth that we're going to go. Ooh, Super deep. But it's going to be quick. Here's your quick. I say yes to this question. I'm going to speak for both of us since we're going to make this quick. do that. All right. So Christianity has nothing to do with the church that you belong to. It has to do with where you place your faith. So if faith with part of its essence is the necessity to have an address. And so your address is, is the, the address of your faith in order to be a Christian cannot be in a physical building. It has to be within a person. And since we're talking Christianity here, it has to be in the person of Christ. And so according to scripture, salvation happens as a result of faith in the person of Jesus Christ and what you're believing concerning Jesus is the fact that it is his perfection his death his burial his resurrection that is the substitutionary sacrifice for all of our sin our sin that has one price that's paid for it and that is death Jesus paid that price in dying but his Godhead, his his divinity would not allow him to physically stay dead. Therefore, he had to rise again. So his resurrection is the only proof that we have that we through faith in him will live for will live forever in the paradise of the Father. So our faith in Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection is the only thing that causes us to be saved. It's not our behavior. It's not the things that we do right or the things that we do wrong. None of that matters. The thing that matters is what did Jesus do right? What did Jesus do wrong? Right is everything. Wrong is nothing. His perfect moral purity causes us to be deemed as holy before him. And only our faith in him and all of that that he has done allows us to be accepted, not as creations of God, but children of God. Rant over. Jesus paid it all. There you know that go. old hymn? All to him I owe. That old hymn right there says it all. That was good, bro. Mm. You just went. Next question. You went deep and quick. <laughs> hey, you know, I, sometimes you just got to have a quickie. Putting that dick surgery to use. <laughs> You're such an idiot. I, am. I swear. I sure am. I admit it. 
No All apologies. Right. Uh, yeah, number five. Here we go. Uh, how has your life changed post church? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. When I was pastoring, I was uh, basically an associate pastor at the former church. Uh, when I had Micah every other weekend, my son, I uh, I, I I taught the 9 a.m. and the 1 p.m. service that we had. There was a 10.30 and there was a 7 as well. Four services a day. I did the 9 and the 1. Senior pastors did the 10.30 and 7. So when I had Micah, Micah was there with me from 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., 1 o'clock p.m. service, and then that ended at 2. Then we had to rush to grab some lunch, spend a couple hours together or an hour, whatever we had. Then we had to jump on the road and had to take him back to his mom. And jumping on the road means I, I had to drive an hour and a half and take him back to his mom. So, and then I had to drive an hour and a half back. And then I had to, you know, spend time with whoever I wanted to spend time with on that Sunday. See my parents, see some family members, whatever. And then had to be back for the seven o'clock service. It's a very, very long day. Completely exhausting. Jam-packed. And, uh, yeah. So one of the biggest takeaways that I have from being part of the unchurched is the fact that, man, I got a lot of time back on a Sunday morning. I get up and I can make breakfast with my son, with my wife, have some coffee, have some good breakfast or go out to eat in the morning and nobody's there because everybody's at church. And um, I get to watch football. (laughs) it's so shallow but you know get up whenever the hell i feel like getting up with no pressure you know uh the the best thing is being able to to have a friday saturday sunday with my son without feeling rushed like i don't have any time with him you know sure so so the biggest thing for me that's the biggest change for me um you know, I I still get a chance to sit down with my son when when we're up to it, and and read a Bible verse with him, or go over some scripture with him, or talk about God, or talk about prayer, or whatever I want to talk about with him. But I can do it at my kitchen island, and not have to be in a suit and a tie, which I never did anyway. But. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't have to be in a church setting. It can be at home and still have the same effect. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. I like it. I'm actually gonna try and do two birds with one stone on this one. Because Shoot. I wanna kinda interject on what you just said, and I also wanna share my own answer to how my life has changed post church. So here we, I'm gonna try and do that. So you're talking about your son spending time with them, your wife spending time with her or whoever, right? But specifically, I want to, I want to focus in on the son part because, and this is why I think I'm going to answer the question and also make a point. So I'll just give you my answer and then I'll make a point with your son. Uh, So for it. 
part of the reason how my life has changed is I no longer waste time. Mm. Let that sink in. Yeah. No, I, I really, really like that statement. Like, most recently for me, I've moved to a new area, a whole new state, right? Trying to find a yeah. church with my wife. And I'm also, you know, church doesn't really do anything. Like, I already know what to expect. I already know how the service is going to go. I already know they will just want my money. I already know they're going to, like, not really teach me anything. And it's going to be surface. So, if you really want to learn the Bible, we could probably stay home. Well, we could definitely stay home. <laughs> and read the Bible with us. Talk about it. Research it. Get it a freaking... Let's bust out a concordance and read some commentary and then talk about it and then pray about it and get so much more. Yeah. Because honestly, when I go to church, I haven't found a church around here yet where like I can go and feel like, oh my God, you actually like made me think and like gave me something to, to apply to my life. Yeah, Because it's all like, you need Jesus, he loves you, no matter what you do, you can always come back to him, pay your tithes. That's what church is. <laughs> 99% pay your tithes. Percent of church is that. Uh. Seriously. And I, like, I dare anyone who's listening to fucking challenge me on it. Please. Uh, well, I'll challenge, I'll challenge you and just say... Not every church. Not every single church. That's why I said 99%. And then number two. I know, but I know I just think 99 is pretty still strong because I would say there are a lot of churches out there that provide the big C word. Cunt? Community. No. Damn it. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you're so stupid. Stop. Hey man, 20 somethings, you know why they're going to church? To meet someone. Okay? It's a social club, bro. Oh, my God. Sam's Club. All right. You got your ID? Sure do. Here it is. Okay, you can come oh, okay. in. Church is okay. the same okay, okay. way. All right, we're, we're you got we your are Bible? not at you the can same come into label. Twenty something meeting, come on. And find whoever you want. God, that's so jaded. Uh, okay, anyway, tell me I'm wrong. Keep going. Tell me I'm wrong. Just tell me I'm wrong. I'm, yeah, don't, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I just said a challenge. Anyway, that's that's anyway. my like. So I hope I'm making sense here, and I'm not trying to just be you make funny perfect to be sense. Funny, I just like being funny. But like, I don't feel I'm no. I'm not challenged. Like, not to be whatever, but, like, I read, or I have read the Bible, like, several times through. I have studied it. I used to, like, study it and, f like, you know, friggin' concordance it up and definition here and Greek and Hebrew and history and backstories and, like, all the shit. Love it. So that I could preach and not sound like a fucking idiot, you know? So, like... If I go into a service and you're like, just literally, you you spend 40 minutes to tell me that I need Jesus and you, I can come up to the altar to get prayer. That's not helping me out. <laughs> I fucking know I need Jesus. I have Jesus. <laughs> I can preach your sermon 12 times over. What I'm saying is like, why don't you bring something to the table here? Like, sh like 
apply, how can I apply what Jesus is teaching in the Bible in today's culture? Like, I feel like hardly anyone is doing that, you know? I don't need to feel uh, good. Yeah. I don't need Joel Osteen. If I fucking wanted to hear him preach, I'd go on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I want to be challenged I and I want to be taught something. I don't want to be just regurgitated like, oh, it's Easter Sunday, so we have to do this thing. I already fucking know that. Like, <laughs> how, how do I react to that now in today's society? Well, what do I do with it? How do I sure. tell people... I'm a Christian and have them not look at me like, Oh, you're a fucking asshole. Aren't you? You piece of shit. Why don't we start with that? Can we start with that? Let's teach that from the pulpit. Hey, why don't you be an actual Christian? Why don't you go home and open the fucking Bible yourself and read it? Can we do that? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, get on a soapbox again. Here's what I wanted. The second, uh, I wanted to make a point. So you were saying like, you know, you have more time, to do shit but like because you're not at church all day and then have to rush around and then blah 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 well think about it if your son and you are doing life together he's learning right because he's a kid you know right so like seeing you react to things or seeing you in your natural habits or making decisions or saying Hey, I was going to get pizza today, but we should be healthy and we can't just eat what we want all the time. So today we're actually going to have salad and green beans and carrots and we're going to do this thing. Like he's, he's learning like, oh, there's discipline. Says no man ever. The same thing applies with your faith discipline. Hey, today we're going to wake up whenever the fuck we want, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a half an hour and we're going to talk about this scripture and then we're going to research it and we're going to talk about it some more and then i'm going to tell you how to apply it and later on in life one of these sundays or whatever day you have with your kids they're going to see you performing it out if you live it am i making sense here so he's probably almost definitely getting way more out of doing Sunday with you at home with your wife in the family setting, then he is going to a sermon sitting there and texting and playing angry birds and being like, I don't care that old Linda up front, who's 80 years old, just got slain in the spirit for the 900th millionth time, but it didn't reach anyone because it's kind of mostly her and no one was there to interpret it. So it's just fucking weird, but it's so weird that it's normal because it happens all the time. Like I'm guarantee you, he gets way more out of actually seeing you do life with him than he gets out of going to church. That's my point. Damn. Alrighty then. That's how we learn, Holy man. Crap. Right. So 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 half of that was uh <laughs> half of that was uh one question, half of that was the other question. Well half of it was how's me your life changed saying and uh like I can definitely see that Micah probably gets a lot more out of spending time with you outside of church and still learning how to be an actual Christian 
than he would sitting in two services every Sunday. That's my point. Well, um, if, if, if I may take a second and agree with you, may I? I would love nothing more. <laughs> uh, the The fact is, is that uh, for for religion, you pretty. I'm not. I'm saying religion specifically for a reason, not just Christianity, but for religion. Period. You learn who your God is by your first example of God, who is your parents. The people that, um, the people that the, the the person or the people your your parents your mom your dad your dad your mom your people that show you love that's unconditional we say that that's what God is right He's unconditional love the the one that provides for you the things that you need for your health and well being that's your parents but spiritually so. And faith-based, you believe that to be God as well, right? Yeah. Um, the way that you relate to your parents, learning to respect them, learning to honor them, based on the value that they give you and the education that they give you as you're developing and growing up, is the same way that you're going to respect God, right? So your first God that you have as a child is your parents. The greatest example of God comes from your parents. And you have a choice as you, uh, as an adult, as a parent, you have a choice. Whether you know it or not and whether you realize it or not, it doesn't matter if you realize that you're being an example of God to your kid or not. You're still being an example. Because there are people that grow up with shitty fathers that have a hard time relating to God as their father because their natural father was so shitty. You know what I'm saying? You have a hard time seeing God as a provider for you because your parents were shitty providers of whatever. You have a hard time seeing God as your protector if your natural parents didn't protect you. You have a hard time believing that God loves you if you don't believe that your parents love you. Because it is a literal mirror of the authority structure. Yeah, totally agree. And so, so the best thing that you can do as a parent, someone who claims to be a Christian or not, is to exemplify the best of every trait that you can to your children because you're going to affect the way that they see God. If you're religious or not, it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. It's still going to have the same effect. And I believe that God has designed it that way. Because it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. The way that they see their parents is the way that they're going to see God. It's been proven over and over again. I, yeah. I've counseled so many people, I've prayed with so many people, I've, I've helped so many people over the years of being in ministry and it's the same thing over and over and over again if daddy didn't protect me god's not going to protect me if daddy didn't love me god's not going to love me if daddy didn't provide for me god's not going to provide for me there is a hard 
translation. It's a hard line to believe something positive about a person that you cannot see when the person that you see has failed you. Jesus says the same thing, the same principle. In so many words, he's like, look, uh, and I'm paraphrasing. He's, uh, Jesus says that, how can you say that you love God if you can't love your brother who you see? If the person that you see every day, you have no love for, how can you say that you love God? Mm. If you can't respect the person that you see, how can you respect God? And it's the entire principle of Christianity wrapped up in a nutshell. It's basically this. You you love people who God has created. Then you should love God. (laughs) It's just that simple. You know, Paul said, pure and undefiled religions to take care of the widow and the poor. That's pure and undefiled religion. He just put a different spin on what Jesus said. He says, how can you hate the person that you see but love the God that you don't see? It's completely opposite of each other and it's not possible. So it's the same way in us, right? So we, we, we take care of the kids that we have and we show them unconditional love. <laughs> They develop trust with us. They develop relationship with us, intimacy with us. It's easier and it translates to God. Yeah, I can't help but think about like Jesus and the disciples. And see if you can follow me here, or maybe I'm just way off, but like, so one of the movies I haven't seen is Donnie Brasco. Brasco, whatever. With Johnny Johnny Bravo? Oh. And I recently watched it because I like Johnny Depp and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the whole mob thing is kind of on my brain, so maybe this is why I'm thinking this way. But I think it's a good analogy. Uh, And it's not just in this movie. It's, you know, in tons of movies and in real life and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you ever have a mentor who's like, you're like a son to me, you know? Like, you're like a daughter to me. Because of the time you've spent, like the life that you've shared with these people and the beratements and the accomplishments and the celebrating of those and the teaching, you know what I'm saying? Like the good and the bad, they're all like, you know, they're mentoring you and you're taking their mentorship and, and you know, there's this like, Hey man, like you're like a child to me. Cause I'm like, I'm teaching you this thing, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But, like, I kind of almost want to see, and again, maybe it's because of the whole movie mob thing, but, like, I kind of want to see, like, that same thing with Jesus and the disciples, you know, of, like, I don't know, like, they spent so much time together, and he, you know, they fucked up, and he was like, no, like, smack your hand, like, you're stupid, like, Peter, why are you chopping this dude's ear off, like, you're an idiot, Like, you know, hey, why are you assholes so scared? Like, we're on a boat and it's stormy. Do you not know who, like, is giving you power? Like, all you got to do is speak to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then they learn because he's like, 
calms the winds and the seas die down and they're like, oh, you're so awesome, you're Jesus. And he's like, you have the same power, you stupid idiot. Like, he mentored these men and it's almost like, you know, the the father to son or daughter, like, the, you know, to the kid thing or the mother to kid thing. And I'm kind of losing where I was going with that, but like... <laughs> Blame it on the al- <laughs> al- alcohol, baby. On the al- I think it's more so I got to pee, and I'm trying not to think about that. But anyway, like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, Somehow that fits with it. what you're saying. I just forget how. Well, I think we're just playing a game of agreeing with each other at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and we only got through uh, just about half of the questions. We can do the other half next time. Well, it's okay. I mean, people kind of get the gist of how we kind of want to run interviews. And honestly, we have nine questions, but, like, if we don't make the nine, it's fine. It is. Which rhymes. But you know what the thing (laughs) is, though, is that you we're both answering all these questions with one interviewee mm-hmm. we should be able to get through all the questions and let's be honest not have. everyone's going to be as awesome as we are at answering them so oh absolutely not not everybody is going to have uh, you know and and, and honestly <laughs> to be completely honest I'm totally with you, kidding hey seriously no no you're you're okay so one thing about podcasting is that it really helps develop your listening skills and it helps uh, develop your ability to talk and uh, formulate answers or rebuttals or suggestions or whatever on the fly. And if a person isn't used to podcasting on a regular basis, which we do it weekly and often twice a week, sometimes more if we can do it. How's that for stamina? We (laughs) long and strong. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it it develops your your ability to be able to be sharp in this regard. Uh, But that's not the case for everyone. So we will take our time and I think we'll take our time and we'll do a good interview. So we didn't get through all the questions because both of us are both talking and answering questions. Now, we're not trying to do a three-hour podcast licking our wounds. So, well, I do want to explore one last question before let's do it before we end this shit. I gotta pee really, really bad. But I, yeah, let, let's well, do, do the one last question. Let's and go then for get it. Back to it because nope. I could totally go pee right Hells now. Hells no! I am not pausing. Good lord, you're gonna make let's me go. hold it. Oh my god! Hold it. So, numero seven, which is uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. So, siete. Oh, geez. This is going to be a 20-minute answer, (laughs) so let's pause. Numero siete. I swear to God. All right, let's pause. On the one. On the one. We're going to pause. Really? All right. Yes, we're pausing right now. So we can pee? Oh, Yes, so we can pee. Three. Two, 
All right, we're back. Uh, we are back. Relieved. All right, so the last question that we're going to do uh, tonight with us, but not the last question we'll do with others. Um, I'll read here in a second, but before that, I really wanted to touch on this one. Mm. Um, touch it, buddy. Touch it. Yeah, you like it? You like mm-hmm. it like that? Really touch it. Um, just because it's a conversation that we come back to, and it's a conversation that also I find myself having with other people. Um, and honestly, they mostly agree and feel the same way. So I want to I want to just put it out there for whoever's listening to hear our responses and you know be a part of the conversation and let's continue it. So, uh, I guess I'll ask you first since I'm talking, uh, do you tell people you are a Christian and why or why not? I say, yes, I do tell people that I'm a Christian. And, um, for me personally, I don't mind doing it because I'm not ashamed that I'm a Christian. Um, to Romans one sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not ashamed at all. Uh, because the fact is, is uh, this is what I believe. Not only this is what I w- grew up believing, but it's what I believe now as an adult. And I understand that, you know, when you when you're religious as a kid, it's very hard to break it from an adult. There's no shame in my game because. Uh, you got that dick surgery? <laughs> God, you're such a dick tonight. I just what is your issue? Oh, my God. Okay. All right, all right. You can suck a bag of dicks, Sean. You know that? A whole bag just for you. I have a feeling that Jenna's already bought it on Amazon and sent it to me. Jesus. In the last episode that we talked about gummy dicks or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, for me, yeah, so, you know, I've got questions. I've got stuff that I've struggled with, you know, here and there, whatever. I Like we've talked about before, like, I've got a problem with the Ark. Every fucking animal on the planet besides fish or stuff that can swim has, you know, went on an arc that was 450 to 475 feet long and 75 feet wide. Yeah, I've got a problem with that. You got a problem with the fucking great fish, Jonah being swallowed by a great fish and never digesting after three days, but being spit out of a spout, you know, at the top of his head. Yeah, You know, I got a problem with that. Uh, there, there's things that I have problems with. I have a problem with the fact that, you know, there's... <sighs> 66 books and and men wrote it you know even though they were inspired by god men wrote it and you know i've got problems with that you know what i'm saying like there's plenty of shit that i have problem with a a problem with but at the end of the day like i do believe that jesus was a real person who came to this earth who was born immaculate conception uh, lived a life 30 years old uh, started his ministry, 33, died, was buried, rose again, and really did the things that the Bible says that he did. Uh, 
I don't have a problem there with the person of Christ. I believe in him. I believe in what he has done. There's a lot of stuff that's up for debate in the Bible, but I believe about the person of Christ. I think that that is the one thing that probably is, you know, the the constant amongst everything. Uh, so, yeah, I have no problem telling people that I'm a Christian. I have no problem sharing my faith, talking to people, telling them, yeah, I believe in Jesus and here's why. And giving people the opportunity to believe in Jesus as well. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. Like, I'm not going to force ever my beliefs on anyone and say you have to believe the same way that I do in order to be my friend. Because that's bullshit if I believe that Jesus ate with prostitutes and sinners and robbers and thieves. If he really healed the blind and the lame, I cannot say that you can't be my friend if you're not a Christian. There's enough people that Jesus interacts with in the Bible where he called them friends and they weren't believers when he called them friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so yeah. for me, um, a requirement for relationship isn't Christianity. Uh, so, so for me, if you want to get to know me, I'm at some point it's going to come out that I'm a Christian. If you're being friendly and you, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you're, if you're going to be my friend, if you're going to know me, you're going to find out that I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm not going to hide that fact, and I'm, and I'm not going to be ashamed of that fact. And if after what I say, you desire to be a Christian as well, or if you believe as well, then more power to you. And if you don't, then more power to you. I'll see you on the flip side. I don't think that it needs to be some drawn-out thing or something like super special and like, emotional event or something like that for someone to find out that I'm a Christian. I don't think it's that type of a deal. If Christianity really is a lifestyle, I don't think that it needs to be that kind of an emotional deal. Like if you tell me that you're homosexual and you love sucking dick or, or whatever, you love, you know, doing whatever lesbians do, or you love being trans or you love, being whatever. I don't anticipate it being a long, drawn-out conversation where it's going to dominate the rest of our relationship. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. If you want to be gay, you want to be trans, you want to be lesbo, you want to be um, asexual. Gay-bo. Well, no, let's say you want to be asexual and you and and you are living a lifestyle where sex is completely... Uh, unnecessary and inadequate for uh, fulfillment in life. There are asexual beings out there that really believe like it's like sex is not a thing at all. And I find that out about you. I find that out. You tell me about that. It's a lifestyle choice that you've made. Fine. It is not going to dominate the rest of our conversations and the rest of our life. You're not going to convert me. I'm not going to convert you. It's totally fine. If I make a convert, cool. If you convert me, great. Good job. It's all good. Like, to me, like, yes, I will tell people that I'm Christian. 
because if we're in relationship and you want to get to know me and who I am, then you're going to find out at some point that I'm a Christian because I'm not going to hide that. I'm sorry, that sounded like super aggressive. I didn't mean for it to be aggressive. <clears throat> I don't know that I personally took it aggressively. Well, that's because you're talking about sucking dick and all this shit. You've been aggressive the whole damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about, oh, you lost your first marriage because your dick was too short. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just telling you secret time that you have with me, and then I'm just putting it out on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Secret time, that was our first conversation as friends, Michael and me had. (laughs) Secret time. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm kidding. You're so full of shit. I swear to God. (laughs) I'm kidding. Hey, man, Um, I just, you know. It's funny to me. Funny to me. I say things that are probably raunchy and over the edge, and I find it funny. So you either do or you don't. And and so do I. Yep. I don't hey, know what to tell you. If you don't find it funny, don't follow us. It's just that simple. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I'm just I'm just busting your balls, man. Of course, and I love it. They're big And if if you're big still balls listening at this point and you're questioning, did Michael really have a penis enlargement surgery? No. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> retard. No, he did not. It was a joke. Seriously. Anyway, I like your answer. Anyway. Don't find it aggressive. Okay. Thank you. Um my answer would be, I do not tell people I'm a Christian. No way. Uh, Is that at true? At least not at first. You're joking. No, seriously. I, I never, I'm never just like, hey, I'm a Christian. Oh, no, no, no. I agree with you. I don't lead with it either. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I, I mean, even at like, okay, so I started working at this coffee shop here. <sighs> Uh, in November, so what's that? Three months ago? Sure. Uh, yeah, two months ago. And only this year did things roll around to like, hey, listen, like, I'm a Christian, but not the type that you think, because by that time people have known me. Like, you know, I'm not the typical Christian you think about because I say fuck and shit. And a lot there for a few weeks, I was smoking cigarettes. Uh, I talk about drinking, that. you know, like I, I just, I don't fit in that typical American Christian churchgoer thing. Sure. And people are like, Whoa, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. You know, like you're normal seeming, <laughs> you know? And it, Honestly, I feel like it helps. So I don't want to say it's a tactic, but like, well, because it's not a tactic. I, I like, I'm my whole thing is just be real. And that's why, like, when you say stuff and I make a dick joke, that's just me being real because it's what I think in my head and I think it's funny. And I'm not going to censor myself because if you can't handle it or whatever, like, fuck you. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going to do me. And that's what I'm going to do. But I'm sure as hell I'm not going to lead somewhere with anyone that I don't know or who does not know me already with, hey, I'm Sean. I'm a Christian. Let's do life together. Because they're automatically, and here's part of my, my reasoning and part of my answer. 
When you tell people you're a Christian, they have a few things in their head. You're a hypocritical, you are angry, you are judgmental, and you don't tip because you're an asshole. (laughs) That's it. Oh, I forgot one. Number six, you're entitled. And honestly, it's a thing. It is a thing. thing, And it is, you cannot deny it. I don't give a fuck who you, Jesus Christ himself, if he came down and denied it, I'd be like, nah, bro, you, you're lying. That's the first lie you've ever told, isn't it? It sure is, you asshole, because now you're not Jesus, because you lied. So even Jesus wouldn't do it, because he knew he, he's, he's going to be lying if he says it, because those are all true. That's what people think when they hear Christian, if you're not a Christian in America. Sure. Does that make sense? Oh, You're yeah. Rolling with me? I'm, I'm with you, bro. So I don't want to be associated with that because maybe this is too far, but I've worked with people who identify with certain genders that maybe they were born with or not. And I'm being super vague and weird about it, but that's for a reason. So follow me. But, like, I, I know... If I automatically say, hey, I'm this Christian guy, they're already going to perceive me a certain way. And they're already going to judge me a certain way because they feel judged, right? Like, there's this automatic pre-judgment thing. No doubt. That's not the love of Christ. That's not anywhere in the Bible. And that's, that's not what I'm going to do. No. I know who Jesus is. I've felt his spirit. I've had things happen to me where it's like, I don't know why I'm saying this, man, but here it is. If it resonates with you, praise God, because it's nothing I've ever thought of. And come to find out, they're like, holy crap, how did you know any of that? And it was a God thing. And, you know, I've been in services where someone's wrist popped back in and it was broken because someone prayed for him. Like, I've been places where it's like, hey, man. Let's pray for your car. Like, God's going to start your car. I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm, I just feel led to do this thing. And as soon as he starts your car, you're going to know he's real. And it happened. And he knew, <laughs> and this dude's life was changed. Like, I've been in situations, I've seen stuff. Even, you know, back to the when we started this thing, talking about when I first came to know Christ or whatever, like, as a little freaking child. Feeling the Holy Spirit, like, I know it's real. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. But, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't like telling people that I'm a Christian because there's this judgment that precedes it. And that's not Christ. And I'm not spreading that. I want people to know me. I want people to know, oh my God, you say some raunchy shit. and. Yeah. You know, if I fuck up, you say, hey, you fucked up. But then when I do something right, you praise me. Like, you're just a real dude. You're cool. I get it. That's awesome. How come you're so different from all these other Christian people? Now, there is where the conversation starts as far as it comes to, like, sharing your faith. I get it. But you know what? I, I Part of me wants to say to you, uh, who gives a fuck about what everybody thinks? You know? I mean, because I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate 
to start that conversation based on what somebody's going to say or think or and, and I won't have the conversation and temper what I have to say according to what the typical response might be. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that maybe a little bit of what you're saying uh, has a little bit too much concern for appearance and what people say or people what people might say. And I and I, and I would I would Well, I like that you're I would, challenging I would, me. Well, I would <clears throat> challenge I was about to I was just about to say the word challenge. I I would want to challenge you in the viewpoint of what you just said. Because at the end of the day, I understand that we represent Christ. I understand that we represent God or, or represent whatever Christianity or whatever, however you want to say it. Sure. I want to remind you of your own f- fuckery and imperfections and inability to be perfect. Right. And I want to remind you that it's okay. Well, it because, is okay to, to fuck up. Well, and- well, 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 no, 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 no. But wait, but, but because, because what we stand for isn't about us, it's about him. And he can stand on his own and defend himself. Speaking of God. And therefore, we do not promote Christianity as uh, some means to perfection. Because we'll never get there. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 I, I, I just would want you to focus less on anybody's response. I would want I would be happier hearing you say that you don't really give a shit about anybody's response because anybody's response has zero to do with your own salvation, your own acceptance by God, your own relationship with him, like nobody's response or expectation or response to anything you do or say matters at all when it comes down to how God feels about you. Well, and that's true, and that's all good and great. However, you're saying that as a Christian. I am. So here, he- here's, here would be my rebuttal. And again, I'm not saying my way is the right way. I, I mean, I think that it, it's better than the old way that I used to portray my faith in Christ. Sure. But so here's a little pushback. So, and I'm going to do this with a little story. We had a yeah, pushback. You said pushback. We had this group of ladies come in to our coffee shop. Okay. And we'll say it's hypothetical. Why not? Even yep. though it's really not. So fuck that. It's, it really happened. This really happened. Sure. These ladies came into our coffee shop. They were rude. They were stingy. They left no tip, which, okay, fuck the tip, whatever. But, like, (laughs) the fact of the matter is, they made us, (laughs) yeah, yeah. They made us, like, I almost said in the industry. (laughs) Wow. Okay, well, if you ever wait on people, there's this term called they make you runners. And that means. You bring out their drinks, and they say, oh, can I go ahead and get 
this or that. Okay, sure. So you bring that to them. Then you take their food out to them and you say, is there anything else I can get you? Um, no, I think we're good. But then one is like, well, can I get some ketchup? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you go get the ketchup. You bring it back. Then someone else says, you know what? You didn't put enough ice in this water. Can you put some more ice in it? Fuck you, but sure. Yeah, let me go do that for you. So you come back with more ice in their water and they're like, um, I think, can I get a side of ranch? Okay, sure. And your half-eaten salad, you want more ranch now? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, let me go fucking get that. And then you come back and they want something else. And then you come back with that and they want something else. And it's like, just make a fucking, you knew you needed more ranch. You knew you wanted more ice the second the fucking water was given to you. You knew you wanted ketchup when you ordered something that needed ketchup. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They're just, they're called, they make you run and run and run. And then they don't tip you. And it's like, bitch, I ain't working for like millions of dollars here. You know what I'm saying? You're being needy as a motherfucker. Also, you're sitting around being loud as shit, talking shit about other people, and everyone knows you're a pastor's wife, and all these ladies are Christians that go to your church. So you come here to gossip and be super fucking bougie and needy, and you don't tip. And honestly, this literally happened, I swear to God. You, every time you bring them something, they don't even look at you. They don't say thank you. That's it. It's just like, I'm, I'm your waiter, and you're the fucking royalty, and I'm the peasant. And it's yeah. just like, that's shitty. You know what I'm saying? It is. Because Very everyone shitty. in this small-ass fucking town knows, and I'm not even from here. Someone had to tell me, but now I know, you're a pastor's wife. And all these are your fucking pastor's wife biddies. And people who are like meth heads leave 10 and 15 and $20 tips and are the kindest people that you've ever fucking talked to. And they're tweaking out. That's meth. How is that a thing? Like that is so fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So when you say, Hey, I'm a Christian, you know what my boss and the unchristian people at my work think? When I hmm. say I associate, basically I'm saying I associate with those fucking bitches that you think are God fearing women. Yeah. That is why you're going to find out I'm a Christian and I believe in God, but you're going to see it much like I was saying earlier to your point of staying home on a Sunday and just your kids seeing you interact is probably more ministry than you can get going to a church because people notice things, man. You, people learn, people perceive, people understand what they see and how they interact with things. Yeah. But when you're like, Hey, I associate with this thing, but the majority of people that they've ever come in contact and it's a negative hypocritical, you know, this like I'm holier than thou thing. And it's like, fuck you. If that's who your God is, I don't want to know your God. Yeah. It just means you need to move back to Detroit. I got my opinion and my stance. Uh Uh-huh. Move back to Detroit and that'll be corrected. I'm with you. I hear you. I get it. And I'm going to say that 
I completely understand why you would be hesitant in saying anything in an environment like that. And the scripture says that he that wins souls is wise. And I think that you're practicing wisdom in what you share and what you don't, given the environment that you're in. So I will validate exactly what you just said with your story, because I understand. And it sucks, especially when you got shitty people that really deserve to go to sleep eating a bag of dicks. But... I would be just as hesitant as you are, given the situation. Um, so I'm with you. I am with you. I got you. And again, I'm not saying uh, like, <clears throat> that's a one and done and that's what everyone should do. No, I'm, I mean, not I'm not that all. naive. I'm no. not that stubborn. No, no. There are times or there have been times where, you know, especially if it's like, I f- if I feel led to say or do something, obviously Red I'm going to do that because I have a relationship with Christ. But like, sure. you know, I guess I should say my first go-to move is I don't just lead <laughs> ever with, hey, I believe in Jesus because I've found, and it, again, maybe it's just what I've gone through in life, but the majority of the cases are, oh... So you're one of them. And then I have to backtrack and show them over time, like, no, I'm not that, because I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I actually know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Bible, because I fucking read it, <laughs> you know? Anyway, I'm ranting, probably. I- I'm with you, though. I'm, li- I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't just agree, though necessarily 100% because again that's another reason why we're doing this shit is to you know oh yeah this is not the uh Michael and Sean in agreement show like Sean agrees with Michael and everything he says and Michael agrees with Sean with everything he says so like like we've had conversations where we didn't agree and it's like oh well I look at it this way or you look at it that way that's fine that's people with different backgrounds, different experiences in life, and so on and so forth, right? So, yeah. That's the way it's going to be forever. We're not married. We're not going to agree on everything. (laughs) We're not going to see everything (laughs) the same way. You know? (laughs) It's like, come on. It is what it is. Uh, For me, I I never start off... Like, hey, my name is Michael, and I'm a Christian. Never. Because the fact is is that I would never expect anybody to say, hey, my name is, uh, my name is, G- uh, fuck. Uh, my name is, I can't think of a name right now. John. Oh, that's a good one. My name is John, and I'm gay. I, I would never, you know, or my name is Pete, and I'm a pastor. Or my name is Laura, and I'm. Not Laura. My name is Kathy. No, not Kathy. My name is Sarah, and I'm a lesbian. You know, I I would just... (laughs) I would never expect that type of conversation to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't happen. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Stop. What? Secret time. 
Secret time. <laughs> Secret time. My ex turned out to be a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, yes, because your dick was too short and you needed surgery to elongate it. <laughs> hey, And now I'm going to go cry for an hour. Yep. It all comes back full circle, my friend. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Boom. I think that's a perfect spot to leave the podcast. Let's leave it. Sean turned a woman gay. Drowning in my tears. Just she left here. She left Some... him for a woman. After all that shit that he talked about me, the truth comes out. Here we go. And I willingly set you up for that. Yes, you did. You did. Karma's a bitch. Isn't she? She's such a bitch. She is. Her name is Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting something from her. the next girl that she wasn't getting from Sean. Boom. Wow. We're so spiritual right now. That's what we do. That's yeah. why we're the unchurched. I guess that's why we're the unchurched. Jesus, we're going to get kicked off of iTunes or something. Nah, we'll just click the little explicit sign on this one. <sighs> All right. Well, brother, we are... Uh... Well over an hour and a half into this one, we didn't get through all of our questions, but uh, we said that this was a uh, interview question test run. Yeah. So. Well, and again, we're both answering, and honestly, we hit the questions that we we kind of wanted to share yeah. with our listeners, and yeah, I th- I think it was a good one, despite the whole last minute and a half where I disclosed some information I shouldn't. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a great podcast. It had nothing to do with it at all. Who cares about <laughs> Sarah? We weren't even talking about Sarah or anything that she had to do with you. But you decided to bring that out. And now well, you it said is... the name and it just, you know. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. Now it's online forever. Wow. Yeah. Good luck editing this one out. Yeah, I'll edit this one. Don't don't No, no, no. I will more than happy (laughs) I will be more than happy to edit this episode. That way we will. We could (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna cut this part out, put it in the front. (laughs) Wish me. All right, brother, this has been fun. Holy shit, this is our best episode ever, I think. Probably. Oh, God. Well, we'll wait for our president to tell us whether it is or not. So. Yeah. Speaking of the president of the fan club, let's, yeah. uh, let's get out of here and let her tell you where you can find us. Until then, it's been real, brah. Boy, what a way to ensure that you edit this episode because I don't have that clip in my, on my computer. You're the only one that has that clip. Interesting. Oh, I didn't even think of that until right now. So. Oh, weird. yeah. You're so- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go eat dinner. All right, brother. All right, it's been real. Peace. Peace. <laughs>
everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.